Hey, welcome to What Not the Podcast. Pastor Wolfmuller here on the fifth day of Christmas. That's December the 30th, 2022. Merry Christmas. Almost Happy New Year. One of the things I'm thinking about is trying to answer some more questions on the podcast. So I've wanted to do them on YouTube, but I just can't can't sort that out logistically. So I think the podcast will be nice, a nice chance to sort of sit down and think theologically with you. So I hope you'll join me in that. I hope you'll uh, enjoy it as well. Uh, let me know what you think. You can send emails uh, or contact me at the website wolfmuller.co slash contact. Today's question is going to be about punishment. And hey, if Jesus died for our sins, why do we still have punishment for our sins? What does that look like? Uh, it's a really great question. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the answer. Um, what's your, Oh yeah, before we get to it, I was going to let you know that one of the best ways to keep in touch is the Wednesday Whatnot. Uh, that's a free email newsletter that I send out, oh, hopefully every Wednesday, little things here and there during the week. It's the best way to keep in touch. It's totally free. So you can go over there and you can sign up for that. You also have the option to subscribe. I think it's like five bucks a month or $50 for the year. When you subscribe, you get nothing more than if you didn't subscribe. So everything's totally free, but the subscription is like a tip jar. And some of that income is helping expand some of the things that I'm hoping to do this year. So I appreciate it if you got some, uh, a couple extra dollars to throw towards that subscription, that's great. But don't think that you're missing out if you're not subscribed, everything there is for free. All right, here's a question. Hey, you want a dad joke before we got start- get started here? This is from Uncle Matus. <laughs> He said, uh, I'm frustrated because the kids are learning more than me in school. The other day, my daughter came home and said, Dad, do you know what the difference is between ignorance and apathy? And he answered, I don't know, and I don't care. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Groan. You got a dad joke. You can send that to me also at the contact, but wolfmuller.co slash contact. All right, here's the real question. Russ has a question about punishment. He writes, Dear Pastor Wolfmuller, does God punish Christians and non-Christians? Isn't death God's punishment for our sin against him? Therefore, all people suffer this punishment of death. Yet, Jesus' death for us was and is, according to Isaiah 53, Jesus taking the punishment for all our sin. I cannot find any scripture that says that God punishes us, only that he disciplines us or tests us. But isn't his disciplining us a form of punishment, small p? Would love your theology on this. Thank you for your time in ministry. Your brother in Jesus who has come and who comes and who is coming, Russ. Thank you, Russ. God be praised uh, for your question. It's really fantastic and a good opportunity to explore some biblical themes. It's, it's really wrestling with the, the atonement of Jesus, his sacrifice, and the effect of that sacrifice um, in time and in eternity. I think this is, uh, the, the way to think about it to begin with is to remember that punishment has a couple of different ways of thinking about it. If you just think of someone who commits a crime now and they're brought before the court and they're given punishment, the, the punishment was because they committed a crime. It is so that they could pay the debt that they owe the ethical debt that they owe to society. Because 
there should be something that happens bad to someone when they do something bad. And so we're trying to make that right by that punishment. So there is a punishment that is for justice. There's also um, a didactic or a teaching use of punishment. And this would be the way we think of punishment. Like, for example, when a parent punishes a child. If they do something wrong, they say something wrong, uh, they act out of line, they're sent to their room. And it's not just for justice's sake, because they're breaking of the command or breaking of the laws or the rules deserves to be punished. It's most especially didactic to teach them so that they might be better, act better, do better next time, so that it would be hard to do what's bad and easier to do what's good. In fact, when we pray, uh, this is part of the prayer of the church, when we pray that God would grant us wise rulers who would um, reward the righteous and punish the wicked. That's what we're hoping for. We want to order our lives in such a way that it, it's easier for us to do good and more difficult for us to do bad. Uh, it's Martin Chemnitz who talks about this distinction between the filial fear of God and the servile fear of God. Fear comes from the threat of punishment. We're afraid because we'll get punished for something, and we're afraid of God because he might punish us. But there's a difference, says Chemnitz, in the way a child fears the father versus a slave fears the master. The slave fears the master because they think the punishment will just come because of what they've done wrong, this punishment for the sake of justice. But the child fears the father, even though he knows that the father brings about the punishment for his own good. To, to, to make him better, to, to teach him, so that, so that one comes out of a desire for justice while the other comes out of a desire for love. And this is how the, the Lord talks about the punishment that he brings to us. This is especially the text for this is Hebrews 12. It's a famous passage, but good uh, for us to go back to. This is Hebrews 12, verses uh, 5 to 11. And the, it, has, it doesn't have the word punishment. It has especially the word chasten and correct which is the Greek word pitis, which we get pedagogy from. It's, uh, it's the same word that Paul uses in Galatians. That's the text coming up this Sunday where he says the law was a tutor to bring us to Christ. In other words, a, a harsh teacher um, to, to do the work to bring us to Christ so that the, the Lord is um, he's pedagoging us. He has us each in his own individual tutoring course. This is how it goes. Hebrews 12, 5. Uh, you, uh, and you've forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons, quote, and here we quote Proverbs 3. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives, end quote. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? But if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits 
and live? For they are human fathers. Indeed, for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful nevertheless afterward yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, I'm going to go one more verse for you. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed, etc. So the Lord chastens, he disciplines us, and he does it perfectly and for our own good. This is one of the ways that we receive suffering from the hands of the Lord, knowing that the Lord is giving us gifts. He's serving us and he's blessing us. Now, we still have to deal with the question, uh, the matter in the question that has to do with death. Because it's true that death is the punishment for sin. Here we remember, oh, and this is so good. Because we're tempted to think that, oh, how does the world want us to think about death? That death is uh, natural. We're, you know, singing the Elton John song, the circle of life. <laughs> you live and you die. This is how, no, it's not supposed to be that way. Death is the punishment for sin. On the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. That's what the Lord said to Adam and Eve, our parents. Or Paul says it like this, the wages of sin is death. So death comes as a punishment for sin. But the Lord has taken on our punishment, has taken on our sin, has taken on our death, has taken on the wrath of God that we deserve because of our sin. He's taken that all on himself. And he's endured our punishment in our place. Now, we still are dying, which is really an interesting thing to think about, that we still have to go through death. Maybe we'll think about that a little bit further. Why, In, in other words, why we still have to die on, on the other side of the Lord's death and resurrection. But we receive now death as a gift to live as Christ, to die as gain. Death comes to us as a deliverance from this body of death, and we're brought to heaven while we wait for the resurrection. There's a beautiful text about this. This is John chapter 11. And, and I want to walk through this a little bit because almost every English translation um, misses this verse and it's really it's a really important miss. And I don't know why, because it's it's really kind of simple. If you've just taken a few months of New Testament Greek, you'll be able to see it in there. This is John chapter 11, where, where Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. He knows that he's dead. He delays a little bit. He goes down there. He says to the disciples, we're going to go and wake up Lazarus. And, and the disciples say, wait a minute, if he's sleeping, he'll wake up on his own. And Jesus says, no, he's dead. He's going to raise him from the dead. And as he's drawing near to Bethany, this little town on the other side of the Mount of Olives, Martha, Lazarus's brother, Mary's, sorry, Lazarus's sister, Mary's sister, comes and meet Jesus on the way. And she says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, John eleven thirty five, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. 
Do you believe this? Now the mistranslation this in this is in verse 26. It should read like this. Whoever lives and believes in me shall not die forever. The translation is shall never die, but this is not the case. We do have to die, even though we believe in Jesus. And yet our death is not a forever death. And that is the punishment for our sin, that eternal death, that condemnation, hell, separation from God and torment that never ends. That is the punishment that we've been delivered from. Jesus in his death on the cross has delivered us from, uh, from the everlasting punishment that belongs to all who do not believe in Christ. Matthew 25, verse 46, talks about this everlasting punishment. Now we can make a little distinction, and maybe this will be the last distinction we make, which will be helpful, between the temporal effects of sin and the eternal or spiritual effects of sin. We know that every single sin is offensive to God and deserves his wrath and punishment. This is the eternal effect of sin that Jesus has redeemed us from by his death on the cross. But there's also temporal effects of sin. If I steal someone's uh, mail, I've got to go to jail for two weeks or whatever. If I, um, if I lie about someone, I get brought to court for libel or whatever it is. In other words, there's temporal effects of sin. And whenever we have the forgiveness of sins, Jesus is forgiving us of the eternal effects of sin while we still have to endure, and in fact, we gladly endure the temporal effects of our own sin, knowing that the Lord uses those to make us better, to bless us in that mysterious way. So while we still have the uh, the punishment for our sin, it's the punishment that comes from God's love for our good while we rejoice that the eternal effects, the eternal punishment for our sin has been borne by Jesus on the cross. So I hope that's uh, some helpful distinctions and some helpful ways of thinking about that question. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, and if you have questions, you're listening along here, you got questions, theological questions, you can send them to me, uh, wolfmuller.co slash contact. You can send that there. Uh, I'm going to be trying to do more Q&A on the podcast this year. That's my uh, that's my big hope. So keep those questions coming and uh, keep listening here as well. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for being part of the Whatnot the Podcast. Let's see, announcements. We got, oh, Wednesday Whatnot. That's the free weekly newsletter. If you're signed up for that, great. I try to send away out a free book to a subscriber once a month. If you pay for that subscription, that's really cool. Thank you for doing that. Uh, it doesn't get you anything extra. It just gets me something extra. Uh, hopefully a video editor this year, which would be pretty cool. So thanks for your support there. Uh, if you're hanging around Washington, D.C. at the March for Life, uh, let me know. That'll be great to catch up with you there. And we're having a March for Life here in Texas as well. So if you're in Texas, if you're a Lutheran, uh, come and join us for that March for Life. All that uh, info and upcoming events is on the website, wolfmuller.co slash events, or you can click the event button at the top of the page and you can find that there for you. Uh, don't forget to send me your dad jokes. <laughs> Editor Packer, producer Packer. I'm sure he'll have fun going through those, lining those up for me. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun too. And hopefully um, more will be showing up here in the podcast feed. So stay tuned, keep in touch. God's peace be with you.